And uh, as the junior youth goes out now, I just want, to, before Johanre comes up, if you can just come and share that word that you had this quick this morning. And then Andre, I also just want you to come and share before, before Johanre comes up. So earlier on in the prayer meeting, the Lord showed me uh, a picture of um, glasses and lenses. And I felt that um, he was saying that this morning he wants to replace the lenses that we have. So if you wear glasses or if you have vision that's not 100% and you go for glasses or contact lenses, when you put your new glasses or contact lenses on, you see the world differently. You see more detail. You see more of the beauty. And I felt like God was saying this morning, that's what he's going to be doing. He's going to be bringing us new lenses that help us to see him better. Right. Um, so currently I'm reading through Genesis. And I don't know when last you guys read through generous, generous. Genesis is generous. Um, it can very easily start sounding like something out of a movie or sci-fi. And I was reading this, and at one stage I felt God challenge me and say, actually, Andre, do you believe what you're reading? Um, do you believe I breathed things into existence? Do you believe every story that it's not just a fictional tale, but it's actually, it's the truth. It's what happened. Um, and I'm still kind of trying to process it, because although I know it, and I, I mean, I've heard it my whole life, but do I really believe that a sea opened up, that um, there's so many stories. And just this morning in prayer, um, we were praying into, obviously, Andre's preaching on the Holy Spirit. Like, I was reminded all the stories of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, I mean, there's tongues of fire, there's people get set free, there's all these amazing things that accompany when the Holy Spirit comes. And I felt God challenge me and say, do you have faith this morning, or is it a story to you? Um, yeah, so I think if we can prepare ourselves, I want to pray for us, um, that it's not just a story. And if the Holy Spirit is going to move this morning, our lives are going to be changed. Um, so yeah, Father, Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Lord. Um, I almost wanted to say guest of honor, but, but you're not the guest of honor. This is your house. And you allow us in. Holy Spirit, thank you that your presence is here. And that you are eager to move amongst us this morning. Can we all just stretch our hands out to Andre as we just pray for him? Lord, I thank you for your Andre. I thank you that he's an empty, poured out vessel for you, Lord. And Father, I want to pray now that by your power you would come and fill him right now, Lord. I pray that you will fill him from tippy toe to head with your spirit, Lord, and that every word that he speaks this morning will be from you, Lord. Father, I pray that your power will accompany every word he says this morning, Lord. And may we see your glory this morning, and may you be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Sure, I must say that I, <laughs> I, don't pray, I don't preach that often not to get nervous, but this morning feels, <laughs> I'm nervous, <laughs> I'm a little nervous, um, that the, the youth, you know that feeling before you have to speak Afrikaans oral, Luca, that feeling, all right, so um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, there's a couple of new 
people here, so I just would like to introduce myself. Um, you heard my name. I am Johandre, and um, I'm, I'm an elder in the congregation, and I must say that this morning I feel, I feel honored that Roland, I don't know if Donnie mentioned, Roland is ministering in Sunningdale. I don't know if you mentioned. Um, you and Patty, they are ministering in, in the Sunningdale venue, and um, so this message, he would have preached this message last week, but we all know what happened. Holy Spirit decided, I don't want you to speak. I want to demonstrate rather than you speak. And so he said, Andre, I want you to speak on this topic. And I, I kind of feel honored that he would ask me to speak on this topic because I know this is a topic that has divided a lot of churches. There's, a, there's churches on both ends of the spectrum when it comes to the Holy Spirit. There are, there are churches that say, yes, there's a Holy Spirit, we see Him in the Bible, but they kind of limit Him into what He can do. And then you get churches on the whole other end of the spectrum where it's just like there's no structure, there's just, we pray for you, if you don't fall down, we'll get lapis to push you over. Um, <laughs> like so, so we get, and so this morning, I would um, first of all, you'll you'll see that I'll I'll share a lot of scriptures. Now I hope that I don't lose you in sharing, because I really want to show you in the Bible. It's not my opinion; um, it is it is what we read in the Bible, and um, I've used the resource that you guys can go download after the service or in the week. It is on the four twelve app, written by Will Murray. Um, and it's called Baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's four pages. And the last page is short paragraphs. So it's actually just three pa pages. So youthies, you can also um, go and read that. And um, yeah, so and, and that is basically because I don't want to come here and, and say this is my opinion. I, I would like us to see what is, the, first of all, God's opinion and how we as Josh Jen interpret it. Um, and for those of you who are like Justine, note takers, of note, I um, have structured the message around four questions, and I would like to answer four questions this morning. And the first question is, who is the Holy Spirit? Um, we want to get to the baptism in the Holy Spirit, but we first need to know who the Holy Spirit actually is. Um, why do we need Him is a very important question, um, and a question that a lot of people miss, because a lot of people think, I can do this thing on my own. Um, and I want to point out this morning that we actually, we can't, um, really we can't. Um, yeah, I'll maybe share this story when I get to that, <laughs> make myself a little bit vulnerable. Um, and then the fourth question would be, what is baptism in the Holy Spirit? And then I'll end off with, so how do you get baptized in the Holy Spirit? All right, guys ready? Justine, you have those four questions? Should I repeat it? Okay, no worries. Say again. Okay, <laughs> who is the Holy Spirit, why do we need Him, what is baptism in the Holy Spirit, and how, so it's the who, why, what, and how. Awesome, alright, so let's start, who is the Holy Spirit, so I've listened, in the week I've listened to a, a worship song, where it refers to the Holy Spirit as it, and I thought like, yeah man, Holy Spirit is not it. We sometimes we can think that the Holy Spirit is like a superpower or a force or a, yeah, a it. 
And so the first thing that I want to want us to know or to note is that the Holy Spirit is a person. It's part of the Trinity. We have God the Father, we have God the Son, and we have the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is as much God as God the Father, is as much God as Jesus Christ. It's not like a... Like like, it's not God's superpower he gives to us. No, it's a person. Um, John 16 verse 7 says, Jesus speaking to his disciples, he says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So when, when Jesus was on the earth, he was God in human form. So he was fully God but he was also fully human being. And he had to be fully human being because otherwise he couldn't have died for our sins. Okay? Um, it, was, it had to be a human being that, that, was, that, we, that they had to crucify. And so, but the, the problem with, with Jesus in human form is he could only be at one place at one time. All right? Um, and so, we, on the other hand, we have God who is outside of space, time, and matter. And um, he is always everywhere. And it's kind of difficult for our small brains to think about it. But God is always present. He is all-powerful. And he is all-knowing. But then you get the Holy Spirit, who is God with us. And um, still present everywhere. Still powerful. Still all-knowing. But he is here with us. And he's actually not here, only here this morning. We say, Lord, Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. But a lot of churches at the very same time also pray that prayer. And we see that the Holy Spirit is everywhere. He's meeting all in, in various churches all over the world. And he's also in the hospitals with people that can't be in church. And for people at home for various reasons. So the Holy Spirit, but the thing is, the Holy Spirit is, is inside creation. He's here with us. The Holy Spirit was always there. It's not a new thing. We read in Genesis 1 verse 2, we see that um, just before God created the earth, He said the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The Holy Spirit was also there when Jesus was on the earth. Jesus, we read in the Gospels that it was actually the Spirit of God that led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by, by Satan. And God is here this morning as well. All right, do you guys believe that? Do you guys believe that the Holy Spirit has feelings? If we say He's a person, do you guys believe He has feelings? In Isaiah 63 verse 10, if you read there, it says, um, but they rebelled and grieved His Holy Spirit. And so we can actually grieve the Holy Spirit. You can't grieve a superpower. You can't grieve a force. But we can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can make Him sad. We could um, cause Him to depart from us <laughs> for a little while until we repent, but we'll get there. All right, so that's the first question. I want you to note it's a person. If you, you can pray to the Holy Spirit. Some, some churches say, no, you pray to God, but you pray through the Holy Spirit. You can pray to the Holy Spirit. You can say, Holy Spirit, I need you here. In that moment where your children 
do something. So let me, let me, be, let me be vulnerable here. This morning, after I prepared and I had my quiet time, I told Clara, it's time to get ready. I told her about three or four times, and then I decided I had to go fetch her. And I went to pick her up, and she kicked me, and I lost it. I completely lost it, and I, I repented afterwards and said, Holy Spirit, this was not, <laughs> I mean, I've just spent time with you. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so anyway. So why do we need him? It's probably why I shared that story as to why do we need him. And so the day we got saved, our minds were renewed. Uh, when, when we read the conversion of Paul, says the Bible says that the scales fell off his eyes. He could see. Our minds are renewed. Our souls become sensitive to God. We see our eyes are open. We see how sinful we are. But the problem is we are still in this body, in this flesh. And the Bible says we have to wage uh, war against the flesh. Although we are freed from the bondage of sin, we are still enslaved to our bodies. All right? Our bodies is not, um, it's not a resurrected body. It's not the body that Jesus came in after he was resurrected from the grave. It's still the same body that are subjected to decay. We are fragile. We are limited. We get pain. We sit with back pain. We get tired. I mean, Paul says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And, um, and, and, and that is one of the reasons why we need the Holy Spirit. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 27, he says, I discipline my body and keep it under control. So there's actually a conflict, like a, a daily conflict between our spirit. Our spirit wants to glorify Jesus our spirit wants to get up at four o'clock in the morning to have quiet time, but your the body, it's a drag to get him up, eh? It's like snooze for seven times, and by then it's time to get the, make the kids uh, wake the kids. Um, so it's a it's a constant daily thing, and uh, and for that we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to help us to glorify God. Um, Will Murray, he um, was a a leader in the church, um, been with the Lord now, but he used to say that he, he doesn't, I find this quite funny, it's actually a challenge for me, um, he, when he gets up in the morning, he won't speak to his wife before he have his quiet time, because he can't trust what comes out of his mouth, he can't trust his flesh, so imagine that, huh? imagine how cool that would be, it's like before, wake up, oh, I don't know, I'm just quickly going to uh, my quiet place and I need to drink from the Holy Spirit before I can speak to you because I am going to hurt you if I, I can't trust myself. Bible says the heart is deceitful above all else. And, um, and so we find that our body constantly moves in the wrong direction. Like it's always like, and so that's why we need the Holy Spirit. I'm going to list a couple of functions of the Holy Spirit. Um, the first one we find in John 14, verse 26. Um, and the ESV translation speaks about the Holy Spirit as the helper whom the Father will send in my name to teach you all things. And that word for helper is the word in Greek called parakletos. That actually means comforter, advocate, intercessor, helper, assistant, the one who pleads another's cause before a judge. So it's not just the word helper, it's all of those things. In uh, John 16 verse 8, 
says that the Holy Spirit will come to convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. You ever wondered, so uh, if you can maybe can remember, you say, for instance, you watched a certain type of, of movie or you had like a, your favorite series or uh, like a, what do you call it, like a sequel of things that you, if a new one comes, you have to go and watch it. And then you got saved, Lord, uh, like you invited Jesus in your life and he started, and you gave yourself to discipleship and then one day you switch on that movie again and you're like, whoa, I shouldn't watch it. That's, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit that opens our eyes to, to sins. And we read in Romans that the law is written on our hearts. And that's the Holy Spirit that convicts us of stuff that we do wrong. Um, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 10. Another function of the Holy Spirit says that God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. And so the Spirit is the one who gives us wisdom. Um, when I went through this, I was reminded of last year with, uh, on a Friday night with a youth evening, we had like a Q&A. And the type of questions that the youth is sent in was questions that I never thought about. So like I didn't have a prepared answer for that question. And, and I felt, you guys, must, you guys are my witnesses, but I felt I answered the questions quite well, not because I knew the, quest, the answers, but actually because in the moment I felt the Holy Spirit drop certain wisdoms and truths uh, in my mind and I could share it with them. And so the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom. The next one in Acts 1 verse 8 says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Power. The Holy Spirit provides us with power. Um, we'll speak a little bit about that also just now. Uh, John 16, verse 14. Jesus says, He will glorify me, for He will take what is mine and declare it to you. Holy Spirit helps us to glorify God. This flesh, the thing that I'm walking in right now, cannot glorify God. We need the Holy Spirit to glorify God. And then the one that we all know, and you were waiting for this one, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 11. I'm not going to read everything. You don't have to worry. Um, but it says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for common good. And this verse is, or this passage is speaking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There we find a few. This is not all of them. But we see there the utterance of wisdom, we see the utterance of knowledge, uh, we see uh, faith, we see gifts of healing, works of mir uh, working of miracles, prophecy, um, ability to distinguish between spirits, various kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. And then verse 11 it says, all these are empowered by one and the same spirit. So you cannot prophesy if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. You cannot pray for someone. It's not your ability that heals an ankle. It's not you. Okay? Some people go to this healing minister that drives a van that says healing ministry with his name on it, and they somehow think that this is a man of God. He has the power of healing. It's not him having the power of healing. It's the Holy Spirit using that person. And all of us can do that. We all of us can pray for someone with a sore ankle and that person can get healed. 
maybe God has given for Justine a little bit more of that gift than to Tim. And so Tim will have a strike rate of 5 out of 10 and Justine will have 8 out of 10. But it is not them. You get that? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the gift. All right. Galatians 5 verse 22. The fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit. Think back to before your salvation. There wasn't much love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Definitely not patience for me. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. I had absolutely no self-control. I couldn't drive 60 in a 60 zone. I couldn't. I couldn't say no to another hamburger. And so the Holy Spirit creates in us what we call the fruit of the Spirit. And that enables us to have those things. Love, joy, patience, peace, kindness. All right. And then the last thing in Ephesians 1 verse 13, it says, We were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. And for me, that is beautiful because if I had to come to you now, Luke, and ask you, Luke, are you going to heaven one day? Say yes or no. Luke would say yes. Okay, he had to say yes. And, and so if I ask Luke, so how do you know that? How can you know that? No, I prayed a prayer once when I was four years old. Will that be your answer, Luke? What will your answer be? Can I put you on the spot? <laughs> Can I put you on the spot? What will your answer be? How do you know you're going to heaven? Can I help you? <laughs> Quickly go back to the previous one. Maybe I must ask Lindy. Lindy, does Luke have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness? Does he have those things? Wrong answer, Lindy. (laughs) Does he have those things? Yes. And so that means he carries the fruit of the Spirit. And so Ephesians 1 verse 13 says we are sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. So we can know that we are going to heaven if we see the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Because we cannot generate generate those things. We can have a fake kind of love. That's based on selfishness, and as long as you do good to me, I will love you. That's, that's not real love. Joy, we can have joy Saturday night and Sunday morning, no joy. Absolutely no joy. We, you get what I'm saying? And so those stuff, and so if we see these stuff in our lives, the Holy Spirit gives us the assurance that we are actually saved, that we are children of God. He's the seal. And so I can share, I can bore you with, functions upon functions and scripture upon scripture of why we need the Holy Spirit. But I don't want to lose you. I just want you to see that we absolutely cannot live our lives glorifying Jesus, glorifying God without the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Do you guys see that? Do you agree with that? All right. I hope so. And so it is absolutely necessary for a Christian to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so now some of you would be, oh, baptized in the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Does it mean we have to get our special anointing oil, Justine, out of the cupboard there? Special anointing oil. Pray for you. If you don't fall over, then you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a whole big event. No, it doesn't mean that. Um, so what is it? What is baptism in the Holy Spirit? First thing that I want to share is that it is an act, it is not an act of obedience. It is a free gift of God. Freely. Available to everyone. Get to that one. So in Acts 2.38, 
Peter says, he preaches to the whole crowd, and he says to them, repent and be baptized. Now, those two are stuff that we need to do. You sit in a church service, and you suddenly realize, oh, oh I have a problem. And there's an altar call, and you put your hand up, and you repent. That's something that you do. Holy Spirit guides you there, but you repent. And then a couple of weeks later, you decide, oh, I need to be baptized. And it's you going into the water. It's not the Holy Spirit carrying you and against your will, putting you in the water. It's you making that step of obedience, taking that step of obedience. So those are <clears throat> things that you do. But read the rest of the verse, the last part, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We don't work for gifts. You don't do something for gifts. You get a gift. You receive a gift. When you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, God fills you with His Spirit, which enables you to live a life that glorifies Him. It is a, the second, second thing here is, it is a fulfillment of God's promise. In Acts 1 verse 4, Jesus, just before he ascended to heaven, he, he says, he orders his um, disciples to, to, to not to depart from Jer Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. So when we receive the Holy Spirit, it is a fulfillment of God's promise. God said, I will give you a gift of the Holy Spirit, and if you receive it, he fulfills his promise. And who if you don't know that Jesus of God doesn't lie? You know that? If God says he'll give you something, he'll give you something. If God makes a promise, he'll keep, he'll keep his promise. The third thing, and a wonderful thing, it is available to every single believer. There's not a certain maturity you need to reach before you get filled with the Spirit. In fact, you will never reach a certain level of maturity if you don't have the Holy Spirit. So it's available for everyone. In Joel 2 verse 28 says, And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. He pours out His Spirit on all flesh, on every single person. We also read in that scripture that God will pour out His Spirit. He's not stingy. He's not like, here's a little bit for you, here's a little bit for you, here's a little bit for you. No, God lavishes us with His Holy Spirit. He pours it out on us. And then <clears throat> where a lot of people kind of becomes a little bit, oh, now it gets weird when it comes to the Holy Spirit, is we should expect the Holy Spirit to come with supernatural manifestations. All right. And again, in Joel, you can keep that scripture up. We see there that the young, um, the sons and the daughters shall prophesy. We see that the uh, old men shall dream dreams. The young men shall see visions. Um, Bianca got a dream, so it's not just the old men that get, um, or was it Vince's dream that you shared? Sorry, Vince. All right. In, in John 14, verse 12, Jesus speaking, he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these he will do, because I am going to the Father. So Jesus, like I said in the beginning, he was only one place 
at one time. He could only heal this group of people. But the Holy Spirit can, through us, heal people now in all of the 50-odd congregations in Josh Jen, as well as other churches, as well. You get what I'm saying, all right? And so we should expect that supernatural stuff happens. And I think that is something that is happening in our congregation. It's not new to you. I mean, people are testifying about receiving jobs, about praying, and they receive healing. Um, and that is the work of, of the Holy Spirit. But here's an important thing. The Holy Spirit is not something that you keep in your toolbox and you take it out when you need Him. The Holy Spirit is actually, if we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we live our lives led by Him. Such a beautiful story that Justine shared a couple of Sundays ago where I think the milk ran out and Andre went to buy milk. And on his way to the shop, he felt the Holy Spirit drops in his heart. He should buy Justine a chocolate or what was it? Easter eggs or what was it? Smarty somethings. And so, and he went and he bought it. And, and just how that blessed Justine's heart. It's not like, oh, I'm going to the shop. Um, Holy Spirit, what can I know? It's you live your life always tuned in. Like the car radio tune, tune in on Bok Radio or Radio Tiger Book or whatever. I listen to Bok Radio. Um, it's not like that. It's not like you have the ability to, it's like you're always tuned in. Always tuned in. You lead, you, every day, daily, you live your life in submission to Him. He grabs a hold of us. And we do things His way. Um, I always said, imagine raising kids. And your Clara comes to me and she says, Dad, can I go to that party? And I'm like, Anita, we must quickly go pray. And then we pray about it. And we feel the Holy Spirit says no. And then we come to her and says, sorry, it's not me saying no. It's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but imagine we can live our lives like that. Like so immersed or submersed in him that we're just constantly living the way that he wants us to live it is not a once off thing some some people speak about the our, our bodies as leaking vessels and that we need to fill ourselves with the Holy Spirit. And I get that. I understand that. I agree with that. But it also can maybe suggest that the Holy Spirit is some kind of superpower. Or uh, like Popeye. If he didn't have his spinach, he is not strong enough. Um, where I would like to look at it as, like I said, the Holy Spirit being a person. Um, and that like we can do stuff to damage and break relationships we daily do stuff to kind of break that relationship we have with him we do sin we tell lies we we don't spend enough time with him and um, and so we damage that relationship and so we constantly need to lord forgive me holy spirit i need you holy spirit is like a it's like bible speaks about it's the it's the river of living water and we need to drink daily it's not just a once-off, okay, I'm full now, good to go. No, it's a daily thing of digging a well, of sitting, reading your scripture, allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to you. 
And that also came through in worship this morning, um, where, like, uh, was it Mary, which one, was sitting at Jesus' feet? Mary that just sat there and almost saturated herself with Jesus' presence. And that's what we need to do on a daily basis. Luckily for us, we do stuff wrong, but luckily for us, it's just through true repentance that relationship is restored. So that brings me to the last, the last question that I need to answer, and that is how do I get baptized in the Holy Spirit? And it's very, very simple. And for this, I want to ask who's on the keyboard or the... Penny. Okay, Luke, now you must come and play. <laughs> okay, Bianca. Thanks, Bianca. All right. So how do we get baptized in the Holy Spirit? John 7, 37 to 39. I'm going to read it. It says, On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive uh, for as yet the spirit has not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified John 7 verse 37 to 39 says if anyone thirsts let him come to me and drink I think won't be we can't stop here we need to we need to come and drink, those who are thirsty. Before we get there, can I ask you guys to close your eyes? So I first, first want to speak to you. Maybe, maybe you're sitting here this morning and you've always seen God as the angry man upstairs. The one that we need to satisfy. And maybe it's a new thing, you've learned a new thing this morning and that is that God is... A person in form of the Holy Spirit, a person that are near to us, that has a relationship with us. I want to give you, first of all, the opportunity. If you want to enter into that relationship with the Holy Spirit, with God, won't you raise your hand? If you, maybe you're just sitting there and you're like, Yonder, I want to know more. Just give us an indication and we can come pray with you afterwards, come speak to you afterwards. Maybe you realize like my, the, the things I'm going through in life, my marriage, my relationship with my children, my job, things are just going haywire and I understand now why. It's because I actually need the Holy Spirit. So I need a relationship with God. Is there anyone like that? Cool, you're more than welcome to come to us afterwards and to come chat to us. But I feel like I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to do something this morning. I'm I'm trusting him for that. I've been praying about it. And I and I do trust there's some of us here. First of all, there's some of us that needs to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
But then there's also some of us that just needs a fresh touch, a fresh, fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. And for that, can I ask that the leaders of this congregation come to the front first, please. All the leaders, yeah. All the leaders, not just elders and deacons. All the leaders, come to the front, please. Awesome. And so I want to... Holy Spirit, I just trust you right now to to come and minister and come and speak and come and convict us there where we are sitting. And so I want to open an invitation. John 7 verse 37 says, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And baptism in the Holy Spirit is not a... It's not a, a... we don't have to, it's not a big, it's a big thing, spiritually it's a big thing, but it's not a thing that we need to be afraid of. It is as simple as, are you thirsty? Come and drink. Three things. Are you thirsty? Don't just sit there. You need to come. And the third thing is, you need to drink. So if you feel, and I, and I almost want to, I felt this before the service as well, Youth is don't feel excluded from this. Don't feel excluded. Don't, don't think that we're only speaking to the adults. But if you feel, first of all, you never experienced the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, please come to one of the leaders. And if you feel like you need a, a fresh infilling, you just need a new touch, you just need a, a new infilling, also come to the front don't be shy you can come now if you if you feel like you want thanks thanks guys so you can grab anyone your com leader or other another person more than welcome and so guys just pray for them just trust the holy spirit will fill them Hey guys, this is a this is a free gift. It's like if I had to put up a you were at the Oprah Winfrey show and it says who wants a car, you will all run to the front, eh? So who wants the Holy Spirit? Come guys, don't be don't be shy. <laughs> don't be shy, don't hold back.
Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this free gift, Lord God. Thank you for this free gift, Lord God. I'm going to open a stretch, a last invitation. Guys, if you even feel like you just, you just want the Holy Spirit just to touch you again. It doesn't, maybe you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. Maybe you feel like, ah, it's okay, they can have it. No, I want to. I want to open the invitation one last time. Oh, Father God, thank you that, oh, Lord, thank you that you are just such an amazing God and, and you just open your hands and you just give gifts and you're such a gracious, good Father. Thank you that you only have our best interest at heart. Lord, we want to worship you. We want to worship you, Father. Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you for coming down to minister to us, Lord. Father, help us in the week to, to walk the way that, that pleases your heart. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Amen. Is there anyone, if there's anyone who still want to come to the front, maybe you have a different prayer request. Uh, maybe you also trust for stuff like jobs or healing or anything. Please come to the front. We will be here still praying for people.
So please come to the front. If you don't, if, if you're okay, then you can get yourself a cup of coffee. Please stay for or tea. Um, please stay for, for fellowship. Remember the pancakes. And then one last announcement. On Tuesday night, we have a, so we, don't, we won't have community on Wednesday groups, but on Tuesday night, we have a worship evening, worship and prayer evening here in the venue. Combined, everyone, so you're more than welcome. Please come and join us. Um, yeah, anything else? Awesome. You guys must have a lovely Sunday.